The Productive Woman, Episode 94. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm really excited to share with you my conversation with writer, speaker, and body image coach, Melissa Toller, who shared her thoughts on how keeping a healthy body image can help us stay productive and build a meaningful life. You'll find information about Melissa and links to tools she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 94. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, an amazing cloud accounting service that can help you manage the finances for your business. If you operate a small business, whether it's a full-time thing or a part-time side thing, you're going to be as excited as I am to see how FreshBooks can help simplify managing the money side of your business. FreshBooks is offering a full month of unrestricted use to all Productive Woman listeners, totally free. You don't even need a credit card for the trial. So visit freshbooks.com woman and enter woman into the how did you find us section of the order page. And let me know what you think. So what is so awesome about FreshBooks? Well, there's a couple of things. It starts with invoicing and, you know, obviously getting paid for the work that you do is what keeps a business going. Well, FreshBooks has created this super intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices just incredibly simple. It takes maybe 30 seconds to create and send an invoice to your customers, clients, uh, whatever. You can add your own logo and color scheme to personalize those invoices so they reflect your brand and your clients can pay you online, which really can seriously improve how quickly you get paid. Really important for any small business. They have a system created so that you can quickly see whether a client has looked at the invoice you've emailed. So there's no more of this invoices getting lost in the mail. You can track what's been opened, when they've seen it, when they're ready to go. Uh, You can set it up so that FreshBooks will send late payment reminders to your clients automatically, which means you're not the one chasing down clients for late payments. I love that. You can also use the FreshBooks deposits feature, which If you have a business where you provide services and maybe you take, say, a a deposit at the beginning and then collect the rest later, FreshBooks has you covered, makes it really easy to do that. But they're more than an invoicing service. It's really just a total, very simple, intuitive accounting service for small businesses. They have many, many services and features that help you stay organized with the business side of being a freelancer or running a small business. They make it very, very easy to keep track of your expenses. So, you know, you're not throwing, having a collection of receipts in, in a closet somewhere. They have a mobile app that lets you take pictures of your receipts. It collects them in there and then FreshBooks organizes them for later processing. FreshBooks can create expense reports for you and also really makes it so easy to claim your expenses at tax time and provide the backup for that. 
All the little details about the cash flow are kept in one place. So FreshBooks knows exactly what invoices you sent, when you sent them, who's paid you, who owes you what. It's all right there. Very simple. Um, FreshBooks also will handle your time tracking. So if part of your business is being paid, you know, by the time you spent on a project, they've got you covered for that as well. It helps you, you know, so that when it comes time to create that invoice, you're going to know what you did, when you did it, and it all gets plugged in where it needs to be. The most important thing that you need to know is that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a numbers person, probably especially if you're not a numbers person. I've looked at a lot of different things. I mean, I'm a smart person, but numbers are just not intuitive for me. And I loved trying out FreshBooks and it's going to make things so much simpler for me. So don't miss this opportunity. They're offering this free 30-day trial of the entire service that they offer. Try it out. You don't even have to enter a credit card for the trial period. So visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the word woman in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. And let me know what you think. And thank you so much to FreshBooks for their support. One thing before we get started, as I mentioned before, as I'm recording this in June of 2016, we're coming up on a couple of kind of big milestones for the productive woman. We'll hit two years of podcasting in July and also episode number 100. And I've got some really fun things in mind to sort of celebrate those milestones. But I would like you to participate in that. So whether you have been with me from the beginning or you just joined the community, I'd love to hear from you about if the show has helped you in some way, would you mind sharing that with me? You can send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, letting me know how the show has helped you. And let me know if you do that by email, whether I can share your feedback by name on the show, or if you'd prefer that it be kept anonymous. I'm fine either way. The other alternative, even better, is you can leave a voice message that I can actually play on the show. Very simple to do. There's a button on the website. There's also a button on the Productive Woman Facebook page. And you just click that button and you can record it right there on your computer or your phone, and then it'll send it off to me. Just keep it under two minutes and let me know, you know, how you found the show, why you listen, how it's helped you, whatever you want me to know about the show as I sort of, you know, celebrate these milestones of the existence of the productive woman. If you could get your feedback to me by June 25 of 2016, that would be awesome. That'll give us time to get it incorporated into those celebration shows. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. It's an honor to me to share this journey with you. And now let's get right into my conversation with Melissa. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Melissa Toller. Melissa and I met online through a private Facebook group we're both members of, and the more I've learned about her, the more I wanted to learn more about her and to introduce her to you. So I've really been looking forward to talking with her and sharing our conversation. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much, Laura. It's it's really a pleasure to be here. As we were talking before the show, I'm I'm just fascinated by what it is you do. And why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, a little bit about your life. Sure. So all of my work is about helping women develop positive body image. So I'm a certified health and wellness coach. And I am 
sort of an unusual wellness coach. I don't focus on or help people lose weight. I work with women who are really tired of the weight loss game, the weight loss struggle, and are ready to just break free and experience their lives and learn to love and accept themselves and their bodies. A big challenge for some of us. Oh, yes, it is. And so as we talk about, you know, here on The Productive Woman, the show's all about accomplishing the things that matter to us and making a life that matters. And I want to talk a little bit about how you do that personally, and then we'll get into more maybe some of your suggestions for listeners. But I think it's always helpful to have some context for what we talk about. So can you maybe in a couple of minutes, tell us a little bit about what a typical day might be like for you. Mm -hmm. So um, every day is different, but I do have somewhat of a routine just to kind of keep me sane. So Mondays are my planning and I do all my metrics from the previous week and look at my money. So it's sort of my administrative planning day. Tuesday and Wednesday are dedicated to clients. And then Thursday, I try to do batch writing and some marketing stuff. And sometimes Friday is a (laughs) catch-all. Sometimes Friday is a relaxation day. But I try to do some social media planning on Friday. So that's how I plan for my week to go. Sometimes it it veers off course. <laughs> well, and that's pretty typical. I mean, that, that happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. And so do you have like a certain morning routine, evening routine for, before you, you know, as you get yourself ready for your work day? So, you know, I have tried morning routines several times, you know, like I used to have a, a routine where I'd get up and have coffee and breakfast and listen to music and then go into work. And then I had a routine where I would go work out first, have breakfast, and then go into work. So now I'm in this phase where, you know, have breakfast in the morning and coffee, then start working for a couple of hours, then take an afternoon, late morning break to go to the gym. The reason I do that now is because I started to notice that I have like a sluggishness in the afternoon. And I'm more productive and more focused in the morning and sometimes even in the evening. Like the afternoon is just a wash for me. I cannot do any heavily focused work. Mm. So going to work out helps to energize me and helps me to get a little bit more focused. You know, and I, I think it's so important to note that you know that about yourself, that you've figured out these are the times of day that are best for me to do this kind of work. And I've heard from other guests and, and other people that I know a similar kind of thing where they found that going out and wor- doing their workout midday or somewhere around the middle of the day gives them that boost of energy to be able to get more work done in the afternoon. Yeah, you know, people... I think as a culture, we tend to give advice that seems like it's meant for everyone. Like, oh, you have to have a morning routine. And like, sometimes the morning routine felt good. And sometimes it just felt it just wasn't right. And so a lot of the work that I do with clients is learning how to trust and listen to your body and what you want. And so 
that's sort of how I came to this realization. I used to try to fight my afternoon sluggishness and say, oh, I'll just get some coffee. Or, and I was like, why am I doing this? Let's figure out a better routine for yourself so you're not dragging at three o'clock in the afternoon. And so far, this has been what I've been doing for the past several months and it's been working. Well, and that's all that matters is that it works for you. And I I think it's such a good reminder that I just don't believe there's any system or routine or tool that works for everybody. We're all individuals. I totally agree. Yep. Well, and to that point, every person's life is a little different and presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter to them. Some of us struggle with keeping track of appointments or managing our time. Some of us, a lot of us as women struggle with saying no, we're not very good at that. Some of us have a harder time managing our stuff and dealing with clutter. What would you say, as far as productivity goes, uh, what what would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life? (laughs) Well, I will have to admit that um, social media is a major, major distraction for me because I have to do it for work, but I don't have to do it as long as I tend to do it sometimes. So that's one thing. The other major thing that gets in the way of my productivity is trying to do everything that pops into my head, like really overestimating my ability to get all the things done and underestimating the time that I have to get them done. Yeah. And so how do you manage that? So what I've been doing lately, I use the timer on my phone. So what I've been doing with regard to social media, I'm still practicing this, (laughs) is dedicating 20 or 30 minutes on Facebook and a little bit of Instagram on my page, my business page, and in certain groups. And I also have a Facebook group. So just really focused, planned attention. Does it always go as I plan? No, but at least now I I have some structure. Mm -hmm. With regard to the second one of me trying to do everything, (laughs) I try to just focus on getting one thing done, one really important thing. Again, that doesn't always happen because I feel like, oh, I have all these hours. Now I can do all these different things. But my most productive days are when I focus on getting one thing done and I call that success. Yeah. Surprisingly, the focus allows me to get that done and I have the energy to do something, to actually do something else instead of trying to do 10 things at once. Yeah. I think for a lot of us, it's easy to get sucked into this idea of, well, I've got this long list of things and I need to check lots of things off the list. But having a a sense of what's really important, whether it's for your business, what's going to move the ball down the court, what's going to have the biggest impact, or for your personal life or or whatever, what's that one thing, the the MIT, the most important thing Mm -hmm. for today, what's going to make the biggest difference? And really focusing your time and your energy and attention on that is really going to, in most cases, be more productive than trying to, you know, (laughs) get through as many things as possible. I know. It seems so counterintuitive, but it is the thing that works for me to be completely focused on one thing. And usually 
when I give all of my attention to that one thing, it does not take as long, nearly as long as I think it will. Yeah. One thing, and this kind of goes to your area of expertise and passion, a big challenge, I think, for a lot of us, and certainly it applies to men and women both, but this show is primarily, we're talking to women here, and for a lot of us, how we feel about the way we look, our body image issues, can have a real impact on our ability to accomplish the things we care about, to make a life that matters. If if we're distracted by how we think we look or our bad opinion of how we look. And so that's one of the reasons I thought it would be great to talk with you and how kind of the intersection between the things that you work on with your clients and how that can have an impact on productivity as we talk about it on this show. And so, I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah. So, you know, first, I just want to say that in our culture, weight loss and women's body image is a big thing. Women are socialized and programmed to believe that the way that we look is the most important thing about us, specifically the shape and size of our bodies. And so we have a $60 billion weight loss industry in America And the majority of the customers are women. We're putting our money and time and energy into that. And the constant pursuit of a smaller body or the constant pursuit of weight loss disconnects us from our bodies, but it also disconnects us from our life. Hmm. Like if you are spending your time and your mental space and your energy hating the way you look, and then trying to fix it, there's little left over to pursue the things that you want to pursue in life. Or there's little time left over to think about how and what you want to get done today. If the clothes that you want to wear don't fit, or you got a glimpse of yourself walking by the mirror, or somebody posted a picture of you on Facebook and it wasn't flattering. Like there's a lot of mental energy and emotional energy that goes into that, that disconnects us from our lives. And so how do we, I mean, do you have any suggestions or advice for how we can do the necessary, I guess, in terms of maintaining our health and whatever we need to do with respect to our bodies without becoming so obsessed with it that we don't have any energy or focus or whatever or time left for the things, you know, that we say really matter to us. Yeah. So that's a a really complex, as you can imagine, (laughs) question. And therefore there's a complex answer. I'll mention a couple of things. I think number one, we're so heavily influenced by the things around us, our culture, the media, the people around us. Weight loss is everywhere. And I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. It's like on TV, it's on the radio, it's on the internet, it's on t-shirts, it's everywhere. So one thing I suggest for people is to do a detox. Hmm. Remove the things from your space, your environment, your life that tend to reinforce negative beliefs and thoughts about yourself. The things that are detox from the things that make you feel like you have to do something about your body and weight. That's a lot of mental clutter Mm -hmm. that gets in the way. So that's one thing. I think the overarching advice that I give and the thing that I help women with is to get to a place of 
learning to accept and maybe even love their bodies the way that your body is right now versus being on a constant quest of two or three sizes smaller or 20 pounds lighter. So there's a lot in that work to get to body acceptance and body positivity and ultimately loving your body. And it really, you're right, the culture and the media feeds this idea of if you can just lose that 10 or 20 or whatever pounds, or if you could just fit into those skinny jeans, or if you can just be smaller, then you'll be happy. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. And, I, you know, the thing is, we all intellectually know that, yeah. right? We know that yeah. when you lose 20 pounds, like gold is not going to start falling from the sky. And like, it just, because we've all been there before. Yeah. When you do lose 20 pounds, yeah, it's great for a, a little bit, but then because of what you may have done to lose the 20 pounds, you end up regaining that weight and then it brings back 10 or 20 more friends with it. We intellectually know that, but it's so much a part of our culture that we've internalized the messages that it is like being thin means being beautiful and lovable and acceptable yeah, and worthy. Like there's a lot of shame messages roped into, intertwined into the stories about our bodies. And of course, if you want to feel worthy, you will do whatever it takes. If it means losing 20 pounds, you will do it. Even though intellectually, you know that it may not work. Yeah. And that you're no more worthy then than you are now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing to me. I mean, and I was just having a conversation with somebody about that, how distracted we can be by those things and how much those thoughts and dealing with that can interfere with our ability even to try to do. Maybe there's some project or some thing that you've thought of doing, dreamed of doing, but somehow in your mind you think, well, I'm not thin enough and pretty enough. That thing I want to do would put me in front of other people and I got to wait until I lose weight and I'll look better because then I'll feel more confident. So it really does have such a direct impact on our ability to be productive as we talk about it on the show, which is about managing, ordering your life in such a way as to be able to, you know, maximize your positive impact on the world and, and accomplish the things you care about and make a life that matters. And if all our time and our attention is distracted by those things, it makes it real hard to focus on accomplishing those things course it's easier said than done <laughs> yeah which is, is why you have a business <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's funny because I'm in the middle of um I'm running a five-day mental detox course, free course and we're on uh, today's day three where we really start to talk about shame and then tomorrow and the next day we talk about disconnection mm -hmm. first disconnection from our bodies and then disconnection from our lives and when I ask women, what would you be doing if you weren't always focused on losing weight? Or what would you be doing if you were happy in your body? Some of the answers I get just completely blow me away and also make me really sad that these women have a desire to do these things, mm. but they have allowed themselves to be held back because they're not comfortable in their own skin, showing up more in their business, taking pictures for 
their website, networking, going out and being in front of people. A friend of mine said that she wants to do more speaking. And when she gets calls to give a talk, her first thought is, oh my God, I need to lose weight before I do this. And she's brilliant. And the things that she's talking about and writing about are really radical ideas. And I honestly believe that women's body image is a collective issue. I think our society suffers when half the population is expending its creative energy on being smaller. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, I mean, we could spend a long time talking about I that. I mean, that's you've got whole programs that you spend <laughs> doing that, but it's, it is important because it does affect us as individuals. And it, you're absolutely right. It affects us as a society. And so at the end of the show, I'm, I want to make sure that we share how people can find you if they'd like to talk with you more about these things. In terms of trying to manage this very important work that you're doing and a personal life and you know all these things, do you have systems or tools in place that you use to do all those things, to manage your time, to keep track of the clients. And you talked about how you kind of have themed your days and assigned certain activities to certain days, which a lot of folks really advocate for that. And there's a lot of good reasons to do something like that. What else do you do to make sure that you manage your time and your business and your personal life well? Sure. So I do block off time on my calendar. So when clients sign up for their appointments, they go through a scheduling system and that time is blocked off on my calendar as work. And I have certain times of certain days where it is personal time and it's all color coded on my Google calendar. And it can get difficult to allot personal time. I'm single. I don't have any kids. I don't take care of anything or any person. So it's literally just me. And so it's much harder to pull myself away from work because there's no one like looking for me. But what I've discovered is that when I have dinner plans or plans to meet a friend or go somewhere at the end of the day, it like fires me up to get things done. And I'm able to enjoy my evening. So one of the things I like to do, especially now that the weather's getting better, is to set up time with my friends. I just moved from Philadelphia back to the Washington, D.C. area because I have a lot of friends here and I want to see them. That's the whole point of me (laughs) coming back here. So that's how I find that I'm more productive when I have social events on my calendar. And so do you work from home? I do. Yeah, it's, I go to a law office every day and then come home. The downside is I have to dress up and go to work, but the upside is I have to leave at some point and go home, and there is that separation between my workspace and my home space. And I hear from friends who, like you, work from home that that's a challenge, that it would be really easy to just keep working because unless, like you, making plans to meet with friends or something, which I think that's a great incentive to, okay, the workday is over now. Yeah. And, and you can create that boundary that otherwise might not be there. Absolutely. I mean, even tonight, I don't have any plans. And, you know, I have plans to work <laughs> this evening. So, yeah, maybe I won't do that because <laughs> I am exhausted. But, yeah, having social events, having an active social calendar, 
or even some nights of just watching Netflix or, you know, doing nothing. Cause sometimes I don't always, I don't always want to socialize, but having me time makes me more productive and more focused in my business. You mentioned that you use Google Calendar, which is a great tool. I love that you mentioned color coding things because I do the same thing. I have one color for personal things, another color for law practice, another color for productive woman related things. And it just gives me kind of a visual view of, all right, how out of balance am I if everything on the calendar is all law practice Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Are there other tools, either digital or analog that you use to manage your time and your whatever else you're doing? Yeah. Another thing that I realized that helps me be more productive is my the timer on my phone. Okay. So I am sort of a sprinter. So I can't have like three hours of time to do stuff. It just doesn't work for me. So I need to break it up. Sometimes, depending on the task, sometimes it's 20 minutes. So I'm 20 minutes all in on this one task. I usually do no more than 50 minutes of sitting and focus on one task before I get up and kind of move around or do something. So that motivates me because I'm like up against the clock. So you set a timer for that, whatever timer. whatever amount yep. of time you've allocated for that task, you set a timer and you're racing against the clock to get, <laughs> get it done. Yes. I love it. There's something in us that wants to win that race. Win. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I like to win. So Absolutely. it works for me. Well, one of the things as, um, speaking of the clock, I want to make sure I'm respectful of your time. One question I ask every guest, because I learned something from the different answers that I get. Well, it's a two-part question. Even though you have this plan for your week and you plan your days and so on, do you ever have a day when it just, it all gets away from you or you get just completely stressed out and overwhelmed by all the things that you have to do? The day just goes wrong. And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Oh, yes. Those happen. Yeah. I do have those days. That's usually, (laughs) and it's, it's, (laughs) It's usually a result of a tech issue with my computer, or I have put way too many things on my calendar. Mm. And the way that I get back on track is I I step back from it all and just take a breath. Because, you know, my first instinct is to push through and just force it. And I come up to this point where I realize I'm forcing it and it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Mm. So I actually take a step back. And depending on the situation, I will ask someone for help. Hmm. I don't always go that route. I probably should do it more often and actually more proactively. But that's another road that I take, asking someone for help. It's something that's hard for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's great. Okay, so what's on the horizon for you, you know, that you could share with us either professionally, personally? Do you have, uh, you, you mentioned that you're wrapping up this event that you've been doing this uh, mental detox, what else do you have coming up in the weeks and months to come? Sure. So I am planning to run another free five-day mental detox starting on July 11th. I always have a few spots open in my one-on-one coaching program called the Body Mindset Experience. And all of that information is on my website. 
Okay. And uh, we'll be sure to include links to where folks can find you, your website and that sort of thing in the show notes. Is the website the best place to find you? Yes, melissatoller.com. I also have a Facebook page. So it's facebook.com slash Melissa D. Toller. Okay, excellent. And again, yeah, we'll have links for all of that in the show notes. It's been so great to talk with you. Before we go, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for some help in getting things done and in making a life that matters? Anything you'd like to say to that listener? Yeah, you know what? My best piece of advice is to get connected with what it is that you truly want and desire in your life. Listen to that inner voice instead of all the voices around you telling you what you should want. Like, what is it that you truly desire? What are you really hungry for in your life? And listen to that and go after it. I love it. That is such great advice. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been fun. I really appreciate Melissa for taking the time to share her thoughts on how she manages her busy life and for those great suggestions, the encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Melissa? Is there anything she said that really kind of resonated with you that you would like to let her know? Would love to hear from you. Please send your questions, share your thoughts. A couple of different ways you can do that, as always. You can share those publicly, either in the comment section of the show notes. Just go to theproductivewoman.com slash 94 and scroll down to the comment section there. Or you can post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. Either way, if it's something you want a response from Melissa, I'll make sure she sees it and gets back to you. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do so a couple of ways. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page as we've talked before. And uh, your feedback is really important. So I hope to hear from you. As always, I appreciate your help in spreading the word about the show. Tell a friend, share it on social media. Every episode has those sharing buttons right there on the website. So you can, with one click, share it to your Facebook page or your Twitter account, to Pinterest or various other places. And not just this episode, every episode has those buttons. So you can share any episode you really like. And I'd love it if you do that. And also, if you really enjoy the show, I would appreciate it if you'd consider leaving a, a quick review on iTunes. Again, there are links to do that on the show notes. And I appreciate every word of feedback. Uh, one last thing, remember to consider sending me an email or a voicemail message about how the show has helped you as we get ready to celebrate those upcoming milestones of the show of two years of podcasting and episode 100. I honestly, it's just astonishing to me that we're reaching, we're coming up on episode 100 of the show. It's been such a privilege to me to be part of your life, to have you as part of mine. So I look forward to hearing from you, your thoughts on the show. And finally, a special thank you to the sponsor of this episode, FreshBooks. Remember to check out the free 30-day unrestricted trial of their awesome service by going to freshbooks.com slash woman And remember to enter woman in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. 
Thank you so much to FreshBooks for their amazing service that helps all of us that have small businesses and also for their support of The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Melissa. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found something in it that is helpful to you that you can take and put into practice in your own life. And I'd love to hear from you if you do. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.